Do you mind if I tell you the story? podcast game show this is a quick little trivia game show for played for no points actually no points is all you get you don't get no prizes yeah, there's no point for no points no point for no points um first off we got brenton is coming back for his third time how are you feeling brenton return champion i'm feeling a bit uh i don't have much confidence uh, from the last game as well got a bit <laughs> destroyed so i'm looking to rebound this week and um definitely definitely to rebuild De- Def- no, definitely a chance of the finals. In, in the rebuild focus, um, you'll finish top two in this one, I guarantee you. There's no coming ninth. <laughs> representing the Richmond Football Club, of course. And by representing, I mean board of membership. That'll do. And, uh, of course, his opponent this week, again, is Joshua, a member of the North Melbourne Football Club. Josh, you feeling confident? Um, yeah, yeah. I'm reasonably confident. Uh, you know, as long as there's no questions that involve actually researching things. Uh, no, I've done all the research. That's a good thing. Awesome. It's, a lot of it's multiple choice. Um, oh, even better. So uh, if in doubt, always pick C. Um, all right, we'll go to the first game. The first game is always the opening bounce in which I open a deck of uh, select 2016 AFL Footy Stars collector cards. Jeez, that's a long bloody name for these cards. Don't it is, but lucky they're a sponsor and that I oh, hang on, they don't. No, so. they don't sponsor us at all. So say what you like about yeah. them. Yeah, we, we go with their... Opposition, but they don't have any. Well, first thing I could say about them is they can put more fucking stats on the back of the cards. <laughs> I think I got the better ones that have a little bit more on the back of them right. this time. So uh, the reason I like opening the deck of cards as well is just to so show there is absolutely no bias because there's no way you could know what's going on. And, and to be on that note, there is something that's sort of it's like childlike satisfaction from opening a deck of cards. It, it, it brings very... back. Those memories. It's very hard because I go and buy them from the Seven Eleven. It's very hard for me not to open them before yeah. I get here. Like, I've actually gone through eBay and bought like a whole box of, of basketball cards yeah, from like I've the '93 season. I've wanted to do that and, so and bad. You're feeling like the most balling kid on the block, <laughs> except you're 30. <laughs> In fairness, I don't think anyone's accused us of uh, rigging the game because well, we probably would have got some answers right. That had is that occurred. That was the punchline to that. Was that uh, <laughs> you only need to hear your answers to know that I'm not rigging it. <laughs> All right, let's go to the first one. Here we go. We always say the club because the player, the numbers didn't work. We're looking at the mighty Ds. All right, first one in. Date of birth, 2nd of October, 1985. Made his debut in round one, 2006. Previous club, Woodville West Torrens in South Australia. Nathan Jones. It's Bernie Vince. It is Bernie oh, Vince. Well yes. done. There's actually some more information there on that one. But Brenton wins the Don't first card. It. Don't need it. Oh, Bernie, I was, I was a South Australian for a few years, so, you know, he's uh, one of my favourite players. No, he's not. I had no idea. I just knew he was South Australia. <laughs> There's only one player from South Australia that matters, and that's the big Texan. Followed his career the whole way through this NFL. <laughs> actually, to be fair, Woodville... Actually, no. Woodville West Torrens weren't my original team. It was actually the Woodville Warriors before they yeah. joined up with West Torrens, only because their logo was awesome, and the yeah. colours were like a yellow, a green. teal, and a blue. No, that's what they are now. Yeah, no, they were just yeah. green and gold. That's no, what I was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was, I was there brown in there as well? I don't think what was so. It? They gave out, they had like a series of stickers, like you used to get uh, like the old AFL sticker books, but they had a, a SANFL version of them. We had Did them they? on the back of a wardrobe, like all these different ones. There were Red Legs, there was Woodville. Yeah, yeah, I do And I chose Woodville Bravely. because oh, yeah. of their sticker. Their sticker yeah. looked yeah. awesome. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah half yeah. of the sticker was the team and the other half was West End. Yep, yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah, great so for the kids. kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, round two of the opening bounce. We're going to Geelong. 
I almost read the name out then. I've always been scared about that. All right, date of birth, uh, 7th of August, 1984. Made his debut in round three, 2004. Going back to SA again, he's from Glenelg, his previous club. All right, 2015, he played 15 games, and that gave him 235 for his career. Yeah. No. No, no. He's a mature, isn't he? No, he played over 300. Did he? Well over 300. All right, in 2015... Uh, you might have missed that. I said uh, career games, 235. Wouldn't have made a difference. Career goals, <laughs> 96. That would have made a difference. Last year, he kicked six goals. He Last year, he also had 27 tackles and 104 marks. Lonigan. Not Lonigan. Good guess, though. That's a very good guess. So you're in the ballpark. I'll give you one more shot each. He had averaged 13 kicks and seven handballs for a lazy 21 disposal per game at 83.2 efficiency rate. That's pretty damn 83.2 good. 83.2 efficiency rate. Born in 84. Born in 84, 235 games. I've got to admit, that's more games than I thought he had. See, this is what I'm trying to think of because like, I'm born in 84 and I remember playing Vic Schoolboys, even though born in New South Wales, somehow Mildura just siphoned off a couple of players <laughs> from Broken Hill and stuck him in their Vic country team. Yep. And so I'm trying to think of the year we played against. And it was like, I remember playing against Del Santo and, and that era of players. So I'm trying to think of, of who would have been from Geelong, who would have been a gun like, like those players. Well, his previous was club there. was Glenelg. That's you know, what I'm trying to ring a huge bell that's gone off my head. I'm like, I know this motherfucker. You know what the worst part about that is? You see those guys you played against in the AFL and they're old guys now. Yeah, you're, you're like, <laughs> see how shit turned out for you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll give up. No, I got it. Number four? Bartel? No. <laughs> Number three, I know that. He's <laughs> closest. Andrew Mackey. Oh, yeah. yeah, useless. Sack him. All right. Let's go for the next one. We're going to Tigerland. So, Brenton, you're on the home turf here. This is what I'm scared of. All right. We'll have one more after this. Date of birth, 26th of June, 1991. 91. Made his debut in round one, 2010. Played 23 games last year for 131 total. Kicked 24 goals last year for 141 total. So 131 games, 141 goals. Vickery. Not Vickery. Is he, did he debut for Richmond? Yes. Shit. <laughs> Josh, would you like one question? Um, what's his name? Yes. Uh, he averaged 26 disposals at an efficiency rate of 67.8 last year. 67.8, I mean... It's, it's, it's a little bit low. 3.9... He's kicking goals, so Shane it's not Not Shane Edwards. Ellis. Not Ellis. Lloyd. 26 disposals. 26 is a lot of disposals. I mean, it's not too bad, so I think I'll just go with Trent Cotchin. Not Trent Cotchin. No. Dusty. It is Dusty. <laughs> we got there. Number four. That's the second number four. Yeah, I think we three. named a quarter of the team. <laughs> All right. This is the, the last one for the opening bounce, and we're off to the Hawks. Uh, I didn't read out his previous club. I should have done that. Because that would have made all would the have difference. Made all the difference there. <laughs> I knew he played for Sandingham Dragons when he was uh, 13 through to 15 and then transferred across to uh, Juvenile Delinquents. Juvenile Delinquents, yeah. yep. Charles <laughs> uh, Main and Bendigo, but whatever. All right. Hawthorne. Well, th- this one will go off. Date of birth 12th of October 1982. H- holy shit. Debuted in round five, 2002. 
These are 2016 Mitchell. cards, right? It is Sammy Mitchell. <laughs> Played 24 games last year, kicked six goals. They, who, who are the old motherfuckers? It's either Mitchell or Hodge. Clarkson. <laughs> There's a couple others. There's Gibson. And Burgoyne. Burgoyne is that old. So. <laughs> Averaged 31.2 disposals last year. It's not a bad effort. Yeah, that would have triggered it. So there you go. You got uh, one goal each after that and a good uh, a card each. Yeah. So it's good. I was, when I was opening that pack, I wanted a Sammy Mitchell one, so <laughs> the young lad's going to be happy with that. See, see, my biggest fear when you open the pack is that there's actually a Tigers one in there because I know I'm probably not going to get it right. How fucking and story rigged, checks out. How rigged is this shit? Free card to Hawthorne, every bloody pack. <laughs> I haven't got many Hawks cards, actually. That's about the fourth deck I've opened up, and I think it's the second Hawthorne card. Yeah, it's not too many. Anyway, that's the way it goes, and that's the end of the first round. So we'll move on to round two, which is join in the chorus for those following along at home. This is where I take a victory song from one of the teams. I'll put it through Google Translate a number of times. And we fuck it up. And then any resulting mention of the team or mascot that comes out is replaced by the university students. So I went through Google Translate a good 10 times on this one. Right. So it's, it's been around the world and it's come back. It's been hauled off. Okay. So uh, if you make an incorrect guess, the other person gets a free guess on the next line. And then uh, if they don't get it, then you're back in the game. Yeah. Here we go. Later. Flags will receive the Premier League. Our son is a great old game. Western Bulldogs. Incorrect. Joshua, this is your free line after a well-known and tends to glory. Carlton. Not Carlton. So, Brenton, you're back in. Sweet. Hopia, jump. So, one word didn't come back from the Google Translate. It kept it in whatever language that was. Another team to forget the persecution. Brisbane Lions. It is not. Josh, you got another free hit at this line. Essendon. Their work. <laughs> you can wait till the line comes out first. No, he was correct. It was Essendon. <laughs> but I do love another team to forget the persecution. I think they wish 17 teams would forget the persecution. I could not have set that up better. <laughs> yeah. I was just sad that, I mean, Brisbane being persecuted for a little bit longer, so that's the meeting <laughs> where I went to. Um, I'll finish off it. It's finishes off with their work, but close, do not fall behind. <laughs> and it is Essendon. So, Josh, you, well done there. You guessed Essendon last week when it was Collingwood, but uh, you, you've got there. You were just ahead of the game, that's all. Yeah, I was just a, a week early. Just a week early, um, unlike Essendon, who were a year too late. All right, we'll move on to the next game, which is called Their Champions You'll Agree. In this game, we test your knowledge of the 2015 AFL season. So I'm going to go through uh, a question on goal kickers, Brownlow medal, best and fairest voting, and then the draft. This, right. this could be a struggle. Um, it's all right. It's multiple choice. I've understood right. where where the level of trivia knowledge is. See, multiple uh, choice is the way to go. So you take into consideration I've been trying to forget 2015 for the last three months. <laughs> Just for the last three months? Three months, yeah. I was drunk for the first two. So. Well, that's why you're lucky it is multiple choice. <laughs> so anyway, the, their champions, you'll agree. Here we go. The first quarter. We're talking goal kickers. So who kicked more goals in 2015? Your choices are Luke Bruce, Luke Bruce, Josh Jenkins, or Josh Bruce? Luke Bruce, Josh Jenkins. I reckon Bruce kicked about 30-odd. Josh Because he had that long streak of not missing. He did. He kicked, I think, something like 21 in a row. Yeah. yeah was that last that. year or the year before? A bit of a streak of not winning, too. So it doesn't help with uh, how many goals you kick. That was um, Luke Bruce. Uh, Josh Bruce, you're, you're thinking of? Yeah. 
Oh, so he's talking, I said Bruce, sorry. Yeah. All right, Josh, you, you answer this one first. So you're talking through it already. Yep. Luke Bruce, Josh Jenkins, or Josh Bruce? Who kicked more goals last year? I, I don't feel that Jenkins had a brilliant year. Um, Josh Bruce, I think, had a pretty decent one. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Bruce. Okay, Luke Bruce, Josh Jenkins, Josh Bruce. I Josh picked, Bruce. I should have picked names that are a little bit more distinctive, but I like that it's I Luke, that's why Josh, went Josh Bruce. That. Yeah, it just, was, yeah. I found it pretty simple. All right, so uh, Josh is going Josh, Bruce, Brenton. All right, so do we put him in order or just the, no, just the most? who kicked the most? Well, here's, here's my logic. I think that Jenkins... Uh, there's no way you're getting hand passes off Eddie Betts and there's no way that, that you're going to beat Tex for a mark so I can't see how he wins that contest I remember Tex being leading uh, up with the Coleman for quite a bit too it was for a little bit yeah he had a couple of off games mm. so, so, uh, I don't think anyone picked up the slack I think they just lost those games so <laughs> I, I think that I'll, I'll tell you that the three of them were within six goals of each other so that's why I picked them they're, they're yeah, pretty close doesn't help me um, so I reckon that Josh Bruce had good games, but Saints went dry for a fair little stretch. So I'm going to go Bruce. Luke Bruce. Bruce is the correct answer. Luke Bruce kicked 52, yeah. Josh Jenkins 46, yeah. and Josh Bruce 50. 50 goals for the Saints last year. It's not a bad effort. Yeah, very good effort. He'd be happy with that. You've yeah. got to be happy with that. All right, on to the second quarter, which was, which is who had the most Brownlow votes out of the... Brisbane Lions, best and fairest winners. So we've got Tom Rockliffe. So we've got six of them. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old, I'll tell you, I'll give you a hint now. Mitch Robertson missed out. <laughs> right. He didn't make the, the cut. So the top three were Tom Rockliffe, Dane Beans, or Stefan Martin. Rockliffe, Beams, or Martin? I'm on Rockliffe just because uh, he's the more prominent midfielder. You reckon Rockliffe? Dane Beans. He's blonde. Said, right. Dane Beans. Well, yes, see, who missed half the year. Rockliffe, yeah, but Rockliffe played a little bit in backlines, didn't he? For th- well, he plays middle running well, through. Well, he's yeah. distinctively looking. Yeah. And, I mean, he does, he's not the standout player that attracts the votes from um, from umpires, I don't think. And it's tough to, to get a lot of votes, being Brisbane, who had a really shit season. So, um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go Beams, because he's that sort of, sort of player that, even if he has a... And a slightly above average game, he stands out. The, the sleeve tats make him yeah, stand out. Yeah, he's one of those people that sort of stand out for the umps. And so especially he's... coming across from Collingwood, who, you know, they just get favoured and everything. So <laughs> I think it might have transferred across to Brizzy, and I reckon he's top the list. So you reckon he's missed half he's the season list. and top the list? Yeah. He well, has. Yeah. He's got nine votes, Dane Beams. Uh, Holy shit, nine? <laughs> yep. Well, that's good enough for... Yeah. All right. Yeah, good enough for a team that finished... Was it 15th? Um, I think uh, Rockliffe got uh, five and Stefan got seven. Oh, there you go. Yep. All right. So let's go to the third quarter. Who finished higher in their team's best and fairest? Going west or going out to Frio? Right. So we got uh, who finished higher in the best and fairest? David Mundy, Chris Main, or Nat Fife? Uh, Josh, you talk this one through first. Well, I think Mundy had a, a pretty good season. Nat Fife obviously won the Brownlow. Did win the Brownlow. Uh, which means that he can't have won the best and fairest because that's just not the way the world works. Um, it's funny like all the clubs have different voting uh, ways they do it it's just it's weird so yeah. some some teams win the best and fairest with 900 votes yeah. and others win it with 20 yeah. why would you give a player more than 20 votes oh. like who knows self esteem <laughs> yeah best player of the match gets 10,000 fuck it why not 
I know. Yeah, I won with 3.8 million just because I got bonus points for... Because I'm Zimbabwean. <laughs> I'm surprised that uh, Collingwood doesn't run it that way as, and Eddie does it. Who wants to be a millionaire style for the votes after every game? It'd be great. <laughs> Eventually, if you did have a quiz show, bit, Travis Clark would be fucked. I, I think Fremantle or Richmond, I can't remember, it might be Fremantle, what they do is they actually take off your worst three games or something like that. I don't know. I know Richmond are ones that do incredibly high voting. Yeah. So they're like 100 and yeah. whatever. No, they were incredibly high in voting. <laughs> that, um, that, that's probably true. I think North just spud for it. All right, Josh, so Monday, Maine or Fife? Um, oh, I, I don't think it's Fife, um, just because people are idiots. Um, I don't think it's Maine because I think he faded a little bit. Uh, Monday for mine was pretty consistent, so I'm jumping on him. You've got David Monday. Brenton, Monday, Maine, Fife. Well, here's the thing is that I know one of them has long curly hair. That's Mazungu. That's Monday in Maine. It's Monday in Maine. Yeah, so it's pretty... Fife's more wavy. You're thinking of Prittis. Wavy. Yeah, no, because I know back when Fife was sort of really coming into his own before he was the out-and-out star, the reason you're, you're finding out these players is through Supercoach because they're the ones that are nobodies and they start scoring good points. And it was him and I'm pretty sure it was Monday at the same time were doing that sort of um, kind of like Melcheski-style seasons yep. where they come out of nowhere and they just consistently perform pretty well and they're always a value bet for your team. So obviously the answer, obviously the answer is Fife. I wouldn't put, put it past you to stick Fife in there as a little tricky one. But for the sake of outsmart myself, I'm going Monday. Monday. So you both go Monday. Apparently so. Well Which defeats the purpose of this, but yeah. No, it doesn't. You've got to guess the right answer. It yeah. doesn't matter if you both got the right answer, and it was Monday. Exactly. And I'm ahead, so if I pick the same answer as you, match, <laughs> I win. <laughs> uh, Monday was runner-up in the best and fairest. Uh, Sanderlands. Unlike the Tigers, I know how to ask a clock. <laughs> in the third game. Sanderlands <laughs> um, won the best and fairest. Uh, five finished fourth. Uh, Monday runner-up, like I said, and Chris Main was ninth. Yeah. And Monday was All-Australian as well, so he did have a good one. Yeah. All right, the final quarter um, for this one, and this one's going to be the hard one because we're going to the draft. Who was the highest draft pick? Clayton Oliver, Aaron Francis, or Calamarchi? And Brenton, you can go first, so you can't uh, ice the clock. You've got Oliver, Francis, or Archie? Calamarchi, was he the Port or the Gold Coast one? He's the Gold Coast. The Gold Coast one. Francis, he... Aaron Francis. Uh, see, if I told you the teams, I think it, yeah, it exactly. helps it would, a little bit too much. I'm going to talk it through, but don't just validate what I'm, what I'm saying. Because yeah. I'm probably going to be wrong, so it'd be funny for anyone listening. <laughs> <laughs> so off the top of my head, I'm going to say that... France, I was going to say Hawthorne, but I'm thinking of a different Francis that played for Hawthorne. So I'm going to say that Francis was actually for Port Adelaide, who were out of there. They, they used to have a Francis play for him. I know Francis, that. Francis Burke. <laughs> no, so Archie Gold Coast didn't finish bad enough to get actually didn't get compensation picks, did they? No, actually, not this year. But there's a lot of trading of picks this year. Hmm. So that's true. That a lot of trading mixed actually, into it. Do Gold Coast have the um, on trade from? Uh, there was a lot of on trading, but um, they Hollywood. lost. They lost uh, Bennell and uh, Dixon and Zach Smith this year. So, yeah. Yeah, for, I was thinking GWS. For no other reason than I'm going to say that Archie, or I mean, was obviously Gold Coast, and Francis, I'm going to pretend, was St. Kilda. So I'm going... Francis seems like a St. Kilda name. Yeah, it does. It does. That's just what I'm... Um, <laughs> I don't know why. That's what my, my fortune teller was telling me. I'm going for Oliver. 
Oliver as the highest draft pick because he was unknown. And generally, your high draft picks are, turn out to be shithouse and they don't last too long. It's usually the ones <laughs> that are a couple below that turn out to be the stars because... I know, Tamblyn ru- ruined it for everyone. <laughs> the, the only reason is because everyone lets you know how bad you fucked up. Yep. So I'm going Oliver. S- spoken like a true Richmond supporter. Yeah. All right, Joshua. Oliver Francis Archie. Who was the higher of those three in the draft? I feel like Archie would have gone high just because... Uh, you know, the he, Gold Coast? Yeah, well, he's already got a, a brother in the system, uh, which is pretty handy. There's a couple of brothers already in the system uh, this year as well. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Archie. Going with Archie. Uh, it was Clayton Oliver. Uh, there you go. Oliver went uh, pick four to the Demons. Demons, like I said. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron Francis, pick six to Essendon. Essendon, yep. And Archie, I gave that one away. That was he went uh, pick eight to, yeah. to the Gold Coast. Well, I remember there was Archie from Port and Archie from from Gold Coast because um, the one that I didn't put in my super coach is going awesome. <laughs> and Bulldogs, just like the Kalashny brothers, I picked the wrong one. That one too. Yeah, you're getting closer to pronouncing it though. And the Sard yeah. brothers. See, I want to try and get further away and just sort of make it morph into my own little <laughs> just, name for him. Just call him Kalashnikov. AK. Speak, mm. Speaking of that, I only found out, like we said a couple of weeks ago, that the Gray brothers aren't brothers. Yeah, me too. And it was only on the coverage. That's horseshit. Yeah, Blake Hardwick isn't Dimmer's uh, son or nephew. Really? Yeah, n- n- no relation. I'm, I'm pretty sure we it. put those out there as facts too. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure I did <laughs> several <laughs> times. In the fine <laughs> AFL tradition of not researching shit. <laughs> Australian <laughs> tradition, pretty much. <laughs> mm. Just like our history. Well, we're trying to get on the Herald Sun. Yeah, but they're, I mean, they're just dinosaurs, aren't they? They're one foot out the door, so I think we're the future. We are Herod the future. Herald Suns will be getting on to us. That's what I keep but, telling yeah. everyone. Yeah. All right, on to the next game. We'll have a quick score check. Uh, Brenton's uh, leapt ahead. He's got uh, five on the board, and Josh has got three, so still within striking distance. I feel, oh. I feel I'm feel i much more ahead than that, like, well, morally. I'm, I'm glad you do. <laughs> um, and there's your first mistake. There are no morals. All right, the next game is called Sons of the Best. In this game, I'll give you two players with the same first name or last name or whatever um, and a significant stat or achievement from their career. And it's one point to whoever can guess which stat belongs to the which player. All right, All right. And this week, sons of the best, we're playing Tony Lockett or Tony Modra. Is one of these stats who ate the most chicken nuggets? No, because I think that's pretty easy, that one. That's I, little... I reckon I'm, I've got that one in the, in the bag. All right, uh, Josh, you're trailing, so you can have the first crack. Cool. Tony Lockett or Tony Modra? Tony Lockett. Kicked 11 goals and was reported in the same game against the Sydney Swans. Lockett or Modra? Well, the fact he got reported sort of uh, leans it towards Lockett because on on balance, I'd say he got reported quite regularly. Uh, he had his own mug at the MRP, um, which makes it pretty obvious. It makes you think uh, that you've probably blinded us off and gone for Modra, but I think you've double-blinded us. I'm going back to Lockett again. Going back to Lockett, yeah. I think uh, it is Tony Lockett. Yeah, uh, that one. But uh, people forget that Modra was a bit of a dirty bastard as well. <laughs> he got he got suspended for a little while for laying someone out. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember it. I I, I haven't uh, researched that one. I can't remember that specifically. I'm, I'm Tell pretty, everyone. I'm that. pretty sure he did, but it was at Joplin's, and it could have been when he's playing for Frio too. He he might have done it when he was trying to brush his hair. Yeah, but no. Isn't it weird though? Usually, when you get reported, it's because you've had a shocker and got frustrated. Yeah, yeah. Lockett's kicked eleven and still laid someone out. But well, usually you get reported because you're not frustrated and disappointed with well, with well. your game. You're frustrated, and disappointed because you're at the end of your career and you're shit now. So, <laughs> well, this is uh, whether you're still at St Kilda. Really, I think the eleven goals against the Swans is when he uh, laid out Peter Caven. Oh, yeah, big elbow yeah. in it and uh, yeah. cleaned and it owned up. it too. Good and proper. Owned it. Just went. Yep, I did that. <laughs> well, do? he did not care. 
He's also, you know, he had a couple of career highlights, but I think the biggest one we'll all agree was when he threw a crutch at uh, Eddie Maguire. Okay, on to the next question. Brenton. Yep. Tony Lockett or Tony Modra? Who threw a set of crutches at Eddie Maguire? Well, <laughs> I'm not really... I mean, I've heard it before. So, yeah. Um, Should we just put that one down? Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll, go, I'll go Tony Lockett. Uh, Tony Lockett, it was. Yeah. Who threw a set of crutches Shit. at Eddie Maguire in 1988? You, you know how Brisbane how got this little, like, habit of when you kick it out from a point, you just do a straight opposition? <laughs> feel like that just happened. All right, uh, so Basha Hooley is the answer. <laughs> I was going to say, good take, Liam Jones. <laughs> All right, well, Josh, um, I'm tempted to give you a point for that one. Uh, let's move on to question three. I guarantee you haven't got this one. Uh, all right, was it Tony Lockett or Tony Modra? Who kicked the most goals in their debut season? Lockett or Modra? I'm going with Modra because I reckon uh, Lockett probably just didn't, didn't give a fuck in his debut season. And uh, from memory, St. Kilda were pretty ordinary around that era. I think Lockett didn't give you a fuck in many of his seasons and he still <laughs> yeah. managed to kick a few. <laughs> yeah, well, this is very true. A trend that's continued on in his retirement. <laughs> he liked drinking beer, laying people out and pies. You know, shooting pigs. And kicking goals. He, he a loved a goal. He didn't mind a goal. Uh, but, the, Tell you what, people talk about uh, the modern era where it's uh, pretty cheeky to ask for a handball in forward 50. Mate, if you're in the forward half of the game and you're trying to get a handball <laughs> off Lockett, you're plus, ambitious. People forget Why? how quick Lockett was off the mark oh, for a big man. I don't think anybody forgets that. He, like, in the first 10 metres... The young kids watching the game today, what they need to do, they need to go back and look at Tony Lockett making a lead. But the thing was, if he, it wasn't just off the mark. If he was in front of you, you had to go around him. Yeah, that's you just not going to happen. You, you did not well, block the space in front of him. No, you, whether you're a defender or a, a forward pocket, you get the fuck out of Dodge because he is coming <laughs> yeah, like a freight train. It's not just you've got to go around him. You've got to go around his elbows as well. Yeah, and that's, exactly. that's an extra little yeah, wing yeah. space. Because he's not trying to go around you. <laughs> I, I found that quite entertaining. I think everyone did, which is why he's such a legend. Of course he is. Uh, and, of course, the answer was Tony Modro. He kicked 21 goals in his debut season and Lockett had the lazy 19. There you go. Well, I always remember Modro being quick out of the box because I remember my first girlfriend... Psycho bitch was Adelaide supporter, so kind of hand in hand there. All right, let's move on to the next question. Brenton, you're up with this one. Which Tony Lockett or Tony Modra had the better career winning percentage? It's going to be tough because Plugger played for the Saints when they were... Shit. Shit. Yeah, but they had a little stretch of being good. He went to Sydney when they were pretty shit too and then had a little stretch which were good. Playing in a grand final for Sydney. The players Mm. around... Um, Modra were very, very talented at that, that time, especially where you had um, a, a real fortress down at Adelaide because it was one team and everyone got behind them. Yeah. Like, that was a true Nitty Nanners era. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, but, I was living in Adelaide at that time. I, I, I do, don't wish to influence you at all, but remember, Modra played for two teams. Yeah, that's true, actually. He went across to Frio and they were and absolutely they were terrible. But yeah, he, he was great at surfing over there. I think he was there for only a couple of years. I'm going yeah. to go Modra just on, I think the average of the Crows being above average would have been better than the highs and lows of Plugger at his time at St. Kilda and at uh, Sydney. So you're saying Modra had the higher winning percentage yeah. career. It was, in fact, Lockett. Damn Lockett's winning, uh, sorry, career winning percentage was 443 Mm. Modra's 40.3. There you go. So very close. But yeah, they both uh, had uh, very uh, quiet periods at, at different sides. Yeah. Like I said. All right, uh, Josh, on to the next one. Tony Lockett or Tony Modra kicked at least one goal in every game he played in 1993. At least one goal in every game in 1993. Ooh, 93 is back a few years. Yes, um, it is. Let's see. Would have been... Probably around 90, 
five. I think Modra had the whole Godra thing happening. Uh, I based that because you were in Adelaide and you've heard of that. Well, I wasn't living in Adelaide. No, at the ninety-five. Time. No, still in no, high school. I, but I remember going down to Adelaide for swimming, and people were talking him up like he was awesome, and uh, I didn't really care. Actually, but, was, was that when you guys played like for the what what? Is now Oz Kickers at half time and they booed the fuck out of you and spat? A couple they of, did couple actually years spat at us, us, yes. Yeah. Um, we played for Sydney. The Swans. Sydney. We, yeah. I was wearing Bernard Tui's number 14. Uh, I was also also completely fucking rooted with arthritis in my knees and couldn't uh, move at all, but we still smashed it and I got uh, three handballs. So. Some people might think you're joking there, but that yeah. was actually true. Yes. And arthritis no, in his I, knees at 13. Yeah. Literally was on painkillers that they normally give to 90-year-olds. And, and the old man refused to let you use crutches. <laughs> <laughs> refused to let you use crutches. <laughs> you don't know, you depend on them. Like, yeah. I can't fucking walk. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, yeah. The, the crowd booed and spat on them. Kids. Yeah. And look, uh, I was just happy to be out there, but uh, in, in fairness, in response, some of the other players did throw brown eyes at uh, the crowd, <laughs> which, uh, well, let's be honest, didn't uh, calm things down. And the fact that uh, Swans got up in a, a late charge, well, was I, was fun for us. <laughs> I think, yeah, they snuck over the line. I'll have to go back uh, and uh, go to AFL tables out. and uh, um, find that one out, I think. I have a, a sneaking suspicion Bernard Tui actually did get them up over the line with the uh, either the save or the winning goal. I'm just but, impressed that you remember Bernard Tui's name and number. Yeah, I was going to say it was the most traumatic part of his childhood. So <laughs> you can't forget the shit. It was, it was my career highlight. <laughs> this <laughs> ruins your AFL chances. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I convinced at least three people I was his son. Okay, so in 1993, which one of the Tonys uh, kicked one goal in every game he played in that season? 1993. 93? Oh, I'm going with Modra. Going with Modra. Modra is the correct answer. <laughs> I love how we talked enough bullshit to have to like justify what the answer was for that one. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. Um, Modra played 23 games and kicked 129 goals. Not Damn, a bad effort. That's a fair Bloody turn. Hell. All right, but Lockett only played 10 games that year, and he was kept goalless against Footscray, Footscray in round nine, which was his 167th game. It was also the last time Lockett was ever kept goalless, and he retired 281 games later. I love the accurate pronunciation of Footscray. Footscray. Mm. That's how it was pronounced in the day. Do you reckon we'll see a 100-goal season this year? I think there's a very good chance. Yep. The big budster's got an excellent chance to do it. There's a few yep. blokes who are putting their hands up, averaging over four a game. Yep, that's all you need. Mm. Yep. Average over four a game, then have one big breakout. And uh, Sydney haven't played the shit sides yet. Yeah. Essendon this weekend. Oh. All right, Brenton. The last question for uh, Sons of the Best. Was it Tony Lockett or Tony Modra in 1989 caused himself some controversy and several off-field incidents involving a wider unlisted substance believed to be an aphrodisiac. So who had a controversy in 89 with a wider unlisted substance? Tony Eight, Silver? 89, 89. I'm trying to think if the Crows were around 89. Because I'm pretty sure West Coast were the team that yeah. got introduced into the AFL Technically, the Crows started in 1991. But what if I give you a hint? Uh, this substance was called Funky Cold Medina. Funky Cold Medina. I'm yes. going for Tony Libertore. Funky Cold Medina cock tablets. That's what they are, are they? So, Tony Lockett or Tony Modra? I'm going Tony Lockett. Oh, you're so close. The answer was actually Tony Loke. Oh, God damn it. 
<laughs> I forgot about the decoy you question. You forgot about the trick question? Trick question there, yep. Tony Loke. <laughs> I like how I debunked the trick question, didn't pick up on it. <laughs> Uh, you that, don't know how happy I, I, I was make, with that one. I can that, make detective. That, that's so Richmond. <laughs> yeah. Tony well, Loke with his funky cold Medina. He had that, the other song, The Wild Thing, which is essentially the same. The same song. Yeah. I'm surprised that he wasn't ghost riding, um, yeah. what's it, Mambo Number no. 5 or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well done, though, on figuring out the crows went around in 89. Yeah, I was like, I'm onto this trick question. I got this one. <laughs> Excellent stuff. All right, that ends that game, and it's good to see that uh, scores are all tied up now, six each. So we move on to the next game, which is the Brown Paper Baggers. In this game, I'll name an incident involving players or a club, plus the sanctions, and you need to match the club with the incident. And seeing as uh, this game is called the Brown Paper Baggers, Carlton is always one of the answers. (laughs) So let's move to round one. I just love the fact that Carlton have given us enough off-field shit that every week... They can be involved yeah. in <laughs> multiple questions. Yep. No coincidence that I've chosen them to be involved every week. The brown paper baggers. Lots of material. All right, this round one. And they're going shit this season. Who'd have thunk it? Round one, Richmond, Bulldogs, and Carlton. Joshua, you've got first crack at this one. Incident number one. In 2002, player is suspended by the club after being found unconscious due to recreational drugs at a nightclub. That's fucking everyone. Incident number two. In 2004, a player was suspended for one game after attending a compulsory team meeting under the influence of ecstasy. What sort of loose cannon motherfucker turns in into a team Incident number three. In 1997, player is suspended for 16 games for taking an anabolic steroid, Boldenone, despite there being no anti-drug policy at the time. So Joshua, Richmond Bulldogs Carlton... Well, Baldenone obviously is Milhanna because that's not what effect they had on him. Oh, well done. Well done. <laughs> Bang. Um, well, look, past that a nightclub. Let's be fair. Bulldog supporters, uh, Bulldogs players, if they're living out the West, there's no nightclubs there where you can pass out <laughs> and not get stabbed. Uh, so I'm ruling them out of that one. So it's Richmond or Carlton. Um, Richmond boys, they'd pass out, but it'd be at each other's place. I'm putting Carlton as passed out a nightclub there. Uh, team meeting on ecstasy. Oh, look, uh, I reckon there was a fair bit of that uh, thrown around the foot of Scray area. So I'm going with uh, Bulldogs on B. And then uh, 16 games of steroids, that leaves Richmond, which uh, I can't think which player it would be, but uh, maybe they needed it. Maybe it was a, a little lad who needed to get on the juice and it uh, didn't work for him at all. So uh, I just, like you saw, I just put a correction there. It was 2012, not 2002 for the nightclub player, but that shouldn't affect your answers no, either way. I, uh, you're assuming I know what I'm talking about, yeah. and uh, I kind of don't. So you've gone for the uh, pass out of a nightclub was Carlton, did you say? Yeah. You've forgotten your answers already? Uh, compulsory team meeting on ecstasy, you say? Bulldogs. Bulldogs, and Richmond for the Boldenone. Sure. Okay, we'll give you one one out of three there. Uh, Brent, do you remember the Richmond player that got suspended for drugs? No, but... Uh, uh, um, I'm pretty sure I know the rest of the answers. I thought I was getting a second crack at this, so no, I've actually gone through all my shit. All right, what have you got? What have you got? Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure... Well, I thought the unco person who was drunk at nightclub would have to be a Richmond person because <laughs> if you go down to Swan Street or whatever, there's plenty of places. And, I mean, they weren't probably un, um, unconscious. They were probably just, um, just really, really, really high. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that 
It was a couple of Carlton boys that rocked up after a big night on the pingers going to training and thought they'd, you know, really put in a bit of team team spirit, give on hugs and high fives and whatnot. And the anabolics are the Boldenone. Yes. Anabolic steroid, Boldenone. Anabolic steroid, Boldenone. I actually thought was the Bulldogs because, um, I mean, if you're out in the West, <laughs> as he's, he's yeah, well, see, I, I thought easy access to that sort of shit. I thought you might have remembered number three. So I'll give you one point as well then, since uh, you did get uh, correct that it was uh, Carlton on the pingers. Yeah. Uh, it was Justin Charles for Richmond. You got Justin done. Justin Charles. Oh, Ray, Ray's brother. Ray's dude. brother. Yeah, he was actually a big lad. Um, and he, he came back after the suspension, uh, but uh, didn't do much. But uh, he took the suspension on the chin. Did he do much while he's on drugs? No. No, he played for he, Richmond. Wrong. Yeah, <laughs> he, he did go to the Tour de France after. <laughs> Maybe he won Mr. Universe or some shit. Because so, <laughs> Boulder owns no messing around story. That's, a, no, it was that's fair, one of the fucking but hardcore ones. It was funny, though, that they, there was no anti doping policy at the time. That's how hardcore Boulder <laughs> They went, you know what? He's going a bit too hard there, son. They found maybe. an anti-doping policy pretty quickly after that. Yeah. Maybe. It was you tried to beat up uh, your staff. <laughs> maybe you did it like that bloke on uh, bodybuilding.com where he was on there saying, you know, do you guys all inject steroids? And, it, <laughs> and everyone's like, well, yeah, you know, you just uh, sort it out. And he's like, it kind of hurts when you inject in your bum, doesn't it? Oh, you know, toughen up, princess. He's like, yeah, it hurts so much I took the metal bit off the edge of the syringe. Like, Wait, what? How'd you get in your butt cheek? And he's like, butt cheek? <laughs> He'd been injecting it into his anus. <laughs> Straight into the bung hole. You don't want to laugh at that, because that's the fourth time you've told that story on this podcast. I thought, Brenton, you stopped, because you're like, yeah, this is getting edited. <laughs> I'm a dad, I can repeat jokes. Yeah, exactly, I'm leaving it in. Um, let's just go through those uh, again. Incident one, player passed at a nightclub in 2012 was Tom Liberatore for the Bulldogs. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Yeah, rings a bell I think now. He hit his head on the bar, didn't he? <laughs> Let's say he did. Um, 2004, it was Carl Norman and Lawrence Anguin yeah. uh, for Carlton that rocked up on ecstasy. They sacked Carl Norman mm. and gave Anguin another chance. They went on to have uh, fantastic careers. Uh, he he, he apologised profusely and then went on to tell them how much he loved them. Sorry, <laughs> other way around, Lance, uh, Lawrence Anguin got sacked. Uh, Carl Norman got suspended for one game. <laughs> no one remembers. <laughs> this is kind of like when Dusty and. Um... Yeah, the other leg. <laughs> the other bloke. Oh, mate. <laughs> there wasn't Connors. Yeah, Connors. It was, it was Connors. Connors. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, yeah, Connors yeah. wasn't as good, so they gave him the ass. <laughs> you, you're fucked. You're you, not too bad, mate. Uh, we can sort you out. Well, it's a meritocracy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. You know, it's an issue until you're too good. Yeah, yeah. Round two of the brown paper baggers. The teams in question are Port, and it's Port Power plus Port Magpies. Okay. Brisbane and Carlton. Yep. All right, the incidents. Incident number one. Brenton, you get first crack at this. Yep. In 2005, a player was suspended for five international rules games against Ireland, which is essentially a three-year ban. Yep. In incident number two, in 2002, several players are involved in a pub brawl with a rival team. Or incident number three, in 2005, a player tweets, his mum showed more fight and grit than he had all year <laughs> after said player requests to be traded. <laughs> after another player requests to be traded, I should say. So, Brenton... Uh, what's your thinking here? Well, when I'm looking at um, sort of Australians messing up overseas, immediately I think of Dave Warner throwing out right hooks to the opposition <laughs> teams. So I don't think he played for national rules. Pretty sure he might have been a batsman. He still might have been a batsman. Was it Jonathan Trott? It was, yeah. Uh, I thought no. it was Joe Root. Joe Root. Joe yeah, Root was, was too. Yeah. yeah. Joe Root. Gave the, the headline was Warner Rooted. 
Of yeah, course, in it was. the the Daily Mail or the Sun or whatever the he, rag he is, gave him a hook, and they came here for the Ashes. He played one game, got demolished and slashed, and he went back home depressed. <laughs> I, I thought think. it was rough that a newspaper that has tits on page three was uh, talking about bad behaviour. <laughs> yeah, and it, it can happen. Also, one of the same un, uh, same umbrella as the Sun and all the other trash rags of mm. Rupert Murdoch owns. Um, so anyway, yeah. Uh, so spin of international rules games. Uh, when you look at what sort of Teams would have been up there for being in international rules contention at that time. Around 2005. Brisbane had just got past their prime at that point, I believe. Hang on, was that? Yeah, they See, won one, is, two, and three. This is that era where I've just condensed it, like I've winzipped it in my brain, <laughs> and it's just been stuck at the back. And from ninth, from pretty much from North Melbourne's back-to-back flags through to... But North Melbourne didn't get back-to-back flags. I know, oh, they lost to Adelaide, and then they won. Adelaide got they? back-to-back yeah, flags. Right. Yeah, that's right. So that whole period's pretty much been condensed. <laughs> can, and can we in the back like of my... make a hashtag winzipped it, as in when your brain condenses years into moments? Yeah, sure. We don't have to register it. You can just go on, grab your phone, make that hashtag, and it's done. All right. Can you get my phone for me? Nope. Uh, yeah. Oh. And like, I don't have a choice about that. That's just how my brain just works. So <laughs> I don't want it to be like that. Trust me. Um, so international rules. I'm pretty sure. I, I, there's anyone that's going to go over there and swing punches around and act like they're Australian? It's probably going to be Fev. <laughs> but I'm just trying to remember if he was playing for Brisbane or Carlton at that point in his career. And I'm pretty sure he didn't make a season to play All-Australian for Brisbane. So I'm going to go I, Carlton for the first one. And a, a pub brawl against the other team. Well, here we go. Here we go. This was the Ramsgate 2002. <laughs> first year living in Adelaide. Oh, was that that one? First year living in Adelaide. There's two pubs you ever hear about when you go to Adelaide. Uh, three, sorry. There's Heaven in the City. There's um, the Grand Holden. Down the Bay. Oh, Holdy Day, you don't know about that first off. You go to the Grand, then you learn about the Holdy. Even I know about the Grand, and I never lived in Adelaide. And there's the Ramsgate down at, um, what's the, Henley. Yeah, in Henley. And I still remember this where there was something that happened that weekend with the Port versus Adelaide It was a showdown. It was a showdown, yeah. And they've gone to the Ramsgate, and then all of a sudden they've just got hammered and gone all out to the point where the bouncers stood back and went, we can't control these guys. Yeah. So it had to get sorted out between those two teams. There was 20-odd fully fit athletes going yep. at it. Yeah, yep. It's just too bad that was before camera phones were actually <laughs> yeah. decent Absolutely. resolution. Yep. Because uh, if you hear from supporters, um, Port Adelaide fans will tell you that Josh Carr dished everyone up, whereas yeah. Adelaide supporters will tell you Mark Rusciuto dished everyone up. Yeah. And which... Which one are you going to believe there? Rusciuto, all yes. day. Yep. I, I believe Rusciuto because he's the most. He looks like he can do it. Sounds like he can't. And generally, they're the ones that all just got to be worried about. Yeah. But even now, uh, people that would go to his pubs, they'd get out of order, and he'd say, "Oi, settle the fuck down." And that'll do. And they'll settle the fuck down. Yeah. Yep. So we go on to the mum tweet, and well, I mean, obviously it's it's Brisbane. We don't hear a whole lot about Brisbane except for when they fuck up, all and. Right. So I'm rem- uh, pretty sure I remember this one. I'm pretty sure it was old what, sauce bottle. Is that what they call the dudes? Sauce merit leaving. Sure. Yeah, and they've. I can't remember who said it, but I remember it was about sauce bottle leaving. All right. So Brenton, you've gone for Carlton Port Brisbane. Yeah. Josh, you want to weigh in with yours? Yeah. No, you're full of shit. Um, I am. 2005 suspended for national rules games. I'm pretty sure that was one of the Scots, maybe both of them. <laughs> um, so I'm putting Brisbane there. And look, uh, it was fantastic, uh, great, great, hard, old style footy. Uh, I, I, was there footy involved at the time? I think, I'm pretty sure one of the Scott brothers had two Irish guys in a headlock and just started punching, and the other Scott brother came in and just decided to start punching too. Um, I, I thought the Irish considered that foreplay, but no, nah, they got uh, pissed off about that. I think the Irish was that drunk, he just thought he was seeing double. 
<laughs> How weird would that If you lay one out And then all of a sudden Another bloke with the same face Is coming at you You think oh, Fucking come on Or it's it'd, a crap video game it would be the only time Where you're seeing three people So you aim for the middle And miss both <laughs> um, I think incident number two I think we've covered that one Yeah um, That was Definitely the uh, Port V Adelaide In the uh, Yeah The Remy The Rumble at The Randscape I've, I've called I'm, it I'm pretty yep. sure that was actually Sponsored by West End um, Indirectly, yeah. it was, and, and I'm pretty sure that's why the pub brawl happened because that's all that was left on tap, and everyone got so pissed off they just started glassing each other. And so I, I think it was sponsored by West End, fueled by the Hell's Angels. <laughs> and so then you're saying Carlton for the tweet? Yep. Um, yeah. All right, I can say, Josh, you got three out of three there. Bang! That's well done. Um, but not for the first time. Chris Johnson has got away with uh, belting someone, <laughs> and one of the Scott brothers has been blamed for it. Uh, so it was actually Chris Johnson in 2005 who got a five international rules games ban. I'll, I'll take being right for the wrong reasons. I'm absolutely fine with that. It does, see, that's the great thing. It doesn't matter how you get there as long as you get there. Exactly. Uh, it's like those uh, mongrel punt goals. Yeah, this ugly, over-the-back-of-their-head bullshit goal. Still six points. Still you six can, points. You can fall ass forward into a victory. Exactly right. Um, I know the reason I say that is because if you remember when Nick Rewalt did his shoulder and Mal Michael... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, came up and bumped him while he was getting oh, injured. Yeah, yeah. And one of the Scott brothers was actually Chris Johnson. wasn't uh, one of the Scott brothers. But right. the Scott brothers get blamed for it a lot. Yeah, it's There's not many instances where someone's going the knuckle and one of the Scott brothers isn't to blame. Yeah, I'm sure they've got away with their fair share over the years. I still so. do remember them building the piss out of all comers international rules game. They probably uh, did. Actually, to be honest, that was probably the biggest highlight I recall of all international rules series ever. And in 2015, uh, Lockie Henderson from Carlton requested a trade. Brock McLean took to Twitter and said his mum showed more fight and grip than he had all year. Who was the, the rookie that had the tweet tweet thing? Bokehurst. Bokehurst, yeah. He said uh, during the year that uh, Malthouse was shit. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, well, he was right, but that doesn't matter. Yeah. I do love the fact that Malthouse let him cook for a bit. Yeah. Why wouldn't you? Oh, of course. La- young lad's got to learn. All right. That ends uh, that game. So Josh is taken into the lead. He's got 10. Brenton's on eight. We move on to the next game, which is called All for One and One for All. In this game, I'm going to give you three players, and you've got to tell me what these three players have in common. I'll give you one point if you can find something decent enough in common that I think's okay. Two points if you get the reason that I've actually written down. So we'll move on to round one. And Brenton, like I said, you got first chance. So the three players, Hertia Lumumba, Dean Solomon, or Chance and Chance Bateman. <laughs> What do these three players have in common? Well, when you, when you hear about Lumumba, the first thing you think of is loves to give you a lecture. Loves to give you a lecture. <laughs> but then you look at Solly, hates to speak. You're lucky to get a word out of him. I've seen him speak once or twice walking off the ground at uh, yeah. G- uh, Gold Coast. Yeah, I mean, he, he does all right. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Speaks um, 100 miles an hour, but, uh, you know, better than Lee. And Chance Bateman just did his, his speaking with the ball when he was just snapping little cheeky... Run, shots from running the, down the wing, taking yeah, bounces. Doing that sort of stuff. So it's pretty tough to think what they would have in common when you're looking at what they do on the field. Well, I mean, they're, they're all premiership players. That's not the answer, obviously. Yeah, I know. So you have to look at it and think, what am I well, not Hedy seeing? Well, not a premiership player. Yeah, well, no, okay. Harry O'Brien. Harry O'Brien is, yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Harry O'Brien, yeah, fair enough. Um, so I, I will tell you that... Think about it, and I'm looking at it, I'm going... I know that no, Solly no. loves surfing, and when he was going through a big surfer stage, he, he went through a little, little little stage where he grew his hair long. And for whatever reason, he decided, yep, this, this off-season, I'm going to make some dreadlocks. Because, I mean, being from 
the middle of Australia, you're surfy as fuck. <laughs> so I reckon I reckon that the thing they've got in common is that Solly decided he donned the dreadlocks, and that's what's put him in touch with Bateman and Lumumba. No, nah, no, nah, you're full of shit. <laughs> um, it, it's obviously got to do with the Old Testament. Um, Solomon was in the Old Testament as uh, <laughs> King Solomon. Uh, Lumumba was obviously the uh, prophet who uh, talked about equality for people. You might be thinking of Richie Valens. Uh, la 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 Lumumba. Yeah, uh, he, he was in. He he said some stuff that was in Spanish, uh, and Spanish is not English, and neither is the Bible, which uh, Solomon is obviously involved in. And uh, Bateman, um, there was obviously Patrick Bateman, who uh, was Christian Bale, who was in an indie film that was actually in Swahili. So the coincident, the coincidental thing is that you English was not in both the names. Yeah, <laughs> and pause for editing. <laughs> no, it was the dreadlocks. Well spotted there, Brenton. I thought Solly might be the, the monkey in the wrench thrown in there, but uh, no. Well, I'm on the ball. On the ball. On the ball. Gets uh, gets the point there. All right, move on to round two of all for one, all, one for all. Joshua, we have Alastair Lynch, Cyril Rioli, and Terry Danaher. Ooh, I don't think Bruce McAmaney's rubbed one off to Terry Danaher, so I can put that uh, to rest straight away. You reckon he, Alistair Lynch is a 50-50 chance? Oh, he, he's well above 50-50. And Cyril Rioli is 100%. Oh, 110. <laughs> I reckon if the answer was this week. Yeah. <laughs> so, what are you thinking? Where are you going with this one? This, this one's the harder of the two. Um, oh, It's a tough one. Um, I, I can, I can t- see uh, Danaher obviously had a, a family dynasty, so did Rioli. Um, Alastair Lynch I reckon he's got family that uh, have probably been very successful so I'm going to be family dynasty family dynasty you're saying I always like dynasty rather than dynasty I don't know why that's the American TV show is it? yeah yeah fair enough I'll go with that it's what was not... the actual name of that show Devil... again? dynasty hardcore it's just dynasty yeah. it's just dynasty just yeah. dynasty I, no, no, no. You're you're thinking of Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty, yes. That's what I was thinking of. <laughs> Duck Dynasty. And I'm thinking, if you're talking pronunciation and you're you're citing that as a reference, then you're way well, off. It is funny because there was it was like uh, uh, a soapy, yeah. like uh, Dallas or whatever those other Dallas. ones. That was another one. That was the JR one. Yeah, who shot JR? I still remember Dallas is the first time I uh, became aware of the concept of homosexuality. As in Debbie does? <laughs> no, it, was no it wasn't Dallas. It was LA Law. LA and I, Law. And I know that. I know that yeah. story. Yeah. Actually, that's the first time I got aware of uh, Tourette's. <laughs> yeah, another episode of LA Law. It was a good show. It was a good show, man. I still Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith did it. And yeah, I remember one of the actors was called Michael Tucker. Was it really? And I thought he was that the was fat dude. Yeah, the short guy. And the other reason I remember it was because it was almost Michael Tuck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There we go. I there managed go. to bring that back to footy. Yeah, that's amazing. That. Yeah. Point each. <laughs> well Josh doesn't get a point because he got the wrong answer uh, Brenton do you want to have a crack since he got the wrong answer so we've got Lynch, Rioli and Danaher I'm going to go out and see when I look at these names I'm trying to think alright what stands out and I'm thinking Alistair Lynch had a fair bit of time playing finals and so did Cyril Rioli Danaher a little bit before my time but around that time Essendon were playing pretty well and the thing that stands out for Lynch being in a final is smashing the fuck out of the full back for Paul Adelaide, I think, in his last game. Wakeland, I think it was. Wakeland, I think it was. Just really was no just, small bloke. just going for it. It was before the first bounce. Yes. And oh, I, not here to waste time. I, but it looks like Danny Hare's the type of person who might have, you know, last game of the season, it was your last game of your career, you'd go and just go out on your sword kind of thing. So I'm just going to take a wild stab and say they've all punched someone in the grand final. No, I've got another one. 
Terry Danaher, uh, he had the big thing about... Um, no, yeah. Actually, that was Neil, never mind. Yeah, uh, I was going to say, I like where this is going. Yeah. He had, well, his brother had the big thing about uh, getting wet for charity. <laughs> this bow just got drawn longer. <laughs> <laughs> Alastair Lynch, uh, he was a famous uh, lover of the surf, hey, so he got wet all the time. on a, one of those trains and they have those emergency brakes? <laughs> and you Sur- just have to reach up and pull it? <laughs> and Suriola gets Bruce wet all the time. Okay, Brendan, you've done excellent there. It was, they've all been reported for a grand final. Yeah. Uh, Lynch, as you said, Obviously, uh, going the knuckle. Uh, Terry Danaher got reported in 1990, and Rioli got reported in 2014 for the uh, 14 or 13. I can't remember. I remember it happening. How are you asking but, us? Yeah, I can't, yeah, but I'm the same. I remember something happening, but I can't remember what it was. No, it not being as bad as it was. Uh, a chicken wing tackle in uh, 13 against uh, Fremantle. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, got hold of the ball and kicked the goal too. So not bad. <laughs> uh, gets it's reported. A good for return that one. on investment for that one. <laughs> All right, uh, well done, Brenton. So you get another one there. And isn't this amazing? This game is still all even at 10 each. Oh, what do you know? But, uh, you really shone through on that one. That was your game, that one. I feel like, like I don't know, obviously we grew up um, a small mining town with uh, pubs. And I remember going and playing pool. And the best pool you play is between three and five pints. Mm. It's diminishing returns after that <laughs> and before that. So I'm just, I feel like I'm just in that zone. All right, we move on to the next game, which is a brand new game for us. It's called One on One. Uh, in this game, I've gone to the AFL app, which uh, Josh has pointed out has an excellent uh, one versus one where you can compare uh, teams or players. And uh, we're going to compare two players and on four different things and see who we think has got uh, got the edge there. So the two players we're going to compare is uh, one from each of your teams. We've got Jack Siebel and Dustin Martin, two uh, rough and rugged uh Hard-working players, so uh, good comparison for the two. So, uh, Brenton, we'll start with you. I can they'd have a beer together? They'd have a... I'll tell you what, I'd love to be a fly on the wall with these two at a beer they, together. They, they'd have a beer together, have an argument, fight each other. When someone else jumped in, they'd turn around and take <laughs> on the rest of the bar. Back-to-back, they'd be going. Yeah, I reckon so. <laughs> All right. Who, out of Dustin Martin and Jack Siebel, who has the higher AFL player rating? Okay, Brenton. All right. Um, <laughs> for, for the sake of making it entertaining... Um, with the highest AFL player rating. So done purely on stats. I think it's over the last two years with... Oh, two years. Hang on. Uh, and they do, like, your last 40 games and, you know, 20 games ago only count for 50%. It's, yeah, it's a take great... Taking minuses for yeah, incorrect disposals. And yeah, it's, and it's a sort of magnificent um, algorithm that they go through to get these player ratings. Well, when you look at the last couple of seasons, Martin's probably... He's not had... The bulk of the possessions for Richmond, but he's had the most meaningful possessions for Richmond. But the thing is, a lot of what he does is one percenters, like all those fend-offs and being able to free up other people to take advantage of his hard work. I think don't argue should be worth points. Yeah, I do. And if I, was, if I was a statistician, I would probably put those in. So um, AFL tables, get onto that. But um, Zebul, he's one of those players that goes quietly about his business and racks up those ones that do matter, like those hand passes out of contests. And they're effective... Um, Disposals, which I'm guessing is uh, sure key matters. Uh, yeah, it's a key thing for what they would say is a, a, a thing for rating the players higher or lower. And so I'm going to have to go Zebul, even though I think Martin is more important to his team. Incorrect. Dustin Martin and the AFL player ratings is ranked 51st. Ah, suck Cox. Zebul is ranked 98th. Uh, there you go, but I, you thought about it, just yeah. came to the wrong answer. I mean, it's not often, often the day I fall throws Martin a bone, so. <laughs> All 
All right, Josh, you get this one. You'd probably Jack's... turn around and try to stab him with it. So. <laughs> one-on-one, Jack Siebel on Dustin Martin. Who was drafted the highest? The highest draft pick. Ooh. So Zebel was drafted in 2008. Dustin Martin drafted <laughs> 2009. See, the thing is, Richmond and North don't bottom out enough that you could say someone definitely had the higher draft pick. But uh, Richmond do draft dumb. So I feel that um, picking up uh, Martin would have been like in the 40s odd. Um, and I think Zebel would have been maybe low 30s. Uh, so I'm going to go Zebel. Incorrect. Oh, Both of these guys were top 10 picks. Really? Yeah. I actually knew this answer because at, hang on, what year was it? 2009? Yeah, it was. I was working at Crown. I'm just trying to figure out if it was the mahogany room or if it was down below. But it was in mahogany room and I was dealing to a dude playing blackjack. And um, it was just one of one who was playing and his mate next to him and was chatting. I was a very personal dealer and he's like, oh, you know, what do you, so what do, you do? I said, oh, I like football and whatnot. He's like, go for it. I'm like, oh, Tigers. He's like, really? Oh. This guy's lad just got drafted by the Tigers. Just keep an eye on him. He's going to be a gun. It was Dusty Martin's dad. No, he wow. said, I have a gun. And I've looked at him and gone, <laughs> yep, all right, I believe it. Yep. <laughs> Whatever it is, yep, sure, I'm sure he's a gun champ. Yep, cool. Well, uh, he, Dusty was drafted pick number three, and Jack Zebel pick number nine. But you're right, I didn't realise Jack Zebel was a top ten draft pick. Yeah. But uh, it turned out all right, though. You've got to be yeah. happy if you get Zebel oh, yeah. at number nine. Exactly. All right, on to the next one. Brenton, we're back to you. Yep. Jack Zebel or Dustin Martin, who has the most goal assists over their career? That's a yeah. See, that's a tough one. I would imagine that Dusty's been one of the ones responsible for intelligently putting the ball into Richmond's forward lines instead of just bombing it uh, along. So I would think, for the most part, a lot of Richmond's inside fifties wouldn't really accrue that stat because it gets bombed in long, long gets a contest down below, and then someone will snap it for a goal. There's not a lot of marks that happen. But Except of, for Dusty Martin. But both of them kick 80 metres. And yeah. they'll, they'll have a crack at kicks, it. both But Zeebel's yeah. got a lot more competition that can do the same as what he's got in his own squad. There are a lot more um, smart in inside 50 providers, if that makes sense. So I'm going to go Dusty, not because he's necessarily better at it, but because he doesn't have as much competition or people to rely on to be able to do that. See, I'd, I'd go Zeebel just because I think he's got people in the forward line that will mark it. Yeah, that's so a good that's point a too. There. That's a good point too. Yeah, yeah excellent. Yeah, I think point. To that. So, Brenton, your your final answer was. For, I've already put it out there now. I can't change it. Dustin Martin. Yeah. Correct. Oh yeah. Over his career, zero point six. I think that he plays up more forward than uh, Zebel does as well. So Zebel's yeah. probably yeah. the guy that gives it to the guy that gets exactly. the assist. Exactly. Yeah. So probably one more away. But zero point four uh, for Zebel, zero point six for Dustin. I'm going to pretend I intelligently deduce that. <laughs> Oh, done very well. All right, Joshua, last one for this one. Jack Zebel or Dustin Martin, who averages the most centre clearances over their entire career? Entire career? Yes. Uh, oh, I'm still going to go Zebel because I think he's a bit of a clearance machine uh, on his day. But um, I think what the, what the world really wants to know is who wins in a fight. And I think the answer is that... Uh, I no think, one does. I think Jack Zebel lays <laughs> the, down. The, the bandidos. Knows coming. <laughs> yeah, because there's a uh, bloke's coming in. Um I'm going Zebel. Going Zebel. Center clearances averaged two over his career. Dustin Martin, 1.1. 1. 1. Oh, so go. it is Zebel with more center clearances. That surprised me a little bit. But it sounds like a bit like of a convincing victory too. I mean, I would imagine that nearly double. Yeah, it's quite a. It is weird yeah. how they define clearances though, because I, I think that uh, Zebel is very much the get the ball, fucking bang it. Whereas uh, Martin will try and find yeah. handballs or just fend people off. Yeah. It, interesting enough. Uh, Averaging Zebel 2.0 centre clearances over his career, Martin 1.1. 1. 1. 
Stoppage clearances, 2.2 for both of them. So, very yeah. evil there. Yeah. yeah. So, there we go for one-on-one. Zeebel versus Martin. And uh, you both come away with a point each. So, we keep it all so even. All still tied up. Going into uh, the absolute final game. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't figured out what happens in the grand final tie yet. So, calls uh, we play each time. We're going to wait for the... Well, this is the tie. Oh, okay. All the premierships are cakewalk, the final <laughs> game. And this game, I'll give the player behind who... I don't know who that is since you're both equal... Uh, choice between two premiership sides, and uh, you've got to name a player each. So, well, the thing is, I used to be obviously, we said, I used to be a dealer at a crown, and whenever there was a 50 50 chance, like a game of Baccarat, let somebody else make the choice. When, whenever you are the one making the choice, you lose more often than not. And I can't explain the maths behind it, but that is a fact. All right, well, I'll give Josh, you get the choice. All right, I'll crack it. And then, uh, Brenton, you get to choose if you go first or if Josh goes first. So, Josh, the choices are. A team that won by 12 points or a team that won by 26 points in a grand final? Do you want 12 points or 26 points? What's the question? You don't know yet. Do you, you want 12 points <laughs> or 26 up, points? 26. 26. Thank you. That was the question. 26 points was Hawthorne in 2008. So, Brenton, do you want to go first? Or do you want Josh to get like, a bat? Like or I ball? said, I'll, I'll pass that one on. All right. So, Josh, you're going first. 2008 Hawthorne. You've got to name a premiership player from the side. Name a player. Name a player from the 2008 right. Premiership side. Mitchell. Sam Mitchell, the captain. Got to be Buddy Franklin. Buddy Franklin, Brenton. Very quick off the mark on that one. Roughhead. Jared Roughhead out of the goal square. So that's three down. All right, Brenton, who you got? Got to go Burgoyne. Burgoyne. Incorrect. What? Burgoyne was he playing was for port. 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 Back in those days. Did he want a flag? 2008. <laughs> So, Joshua, you've got your, your first win. How the fuck did that happen? I well, can't even believe it. Well. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. I mean, we find a lose. We find a way to lose, <laughs> Richmond, Richmond people. We find a way. I, I'm, I'm glad it was you two playing this one because I think I could have got 22. <laughs> yeah. Right, I could have named the emergencies. Yeah, like I said, that's still the Winzip era. Um, I think, to be honest, the biggest name you missed... Stewie fucking Jew. Stewie Jew. Did yeah. remember Stewie Jew? Yeah. He he didn't do shit. It was his left thigh. That's uh that's all that they drafted. Didn't do shit. I mean, he did the best five minutes of football a footballer's <laughs> yeah, no, ever he done. In a grand final. That's just his left thigh. That's all that uh, they recruited. That's, that's all they wanted. That's, that's all they needed. Yeah. It's like saying Germans didn't do fuck all. Just the howitzer caused lots of damage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly like the same. That war. I mean, that yeah. was that bomb. It really yeah, didn't really all. do much. <laughs> all right. It was it's just five minutes of carnage. Ah. That's it. <laughs> Stewie Jew. All right. So Josh has come away with the win there with uh, the 2008 Hawthorne side. Smash defeat. Snatch the feet out of the jaws of victory. Uh, all right, thank you very much for listening again. And uh, like we say, if you uh, got any ideas for other games or any feedback, we'd love to hear it on the, the footy podcast game show. Or if and you're a podcast and you want to do some cross promotion and jump on board. I've asked a lot of them. Yep. <laughs> and uh, on behalf of the contestants, we're sorry. All right, thank you.